And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd of his disciples and said to them, If anyone to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus describes as a reverse 
So imagine it was pretty confusing. Because these are the people who were with Jesus all the time. They experienced the not-mystery of him, right? The humanity of him. Their friend, their leader, the person they ate meals with and walked around and talked to people and challenged the religious authorities and then probably had some interesting debriefs afterwards after those conversations. But what he is describing to them is a mystery. Death and resurrection. What is that? As I was thinking about this story, I realized that this combination of non-mystery and mystery is true for each one of us as well. You may know very well the person sitting beside you right now. You will shake their hand at the peace. They are flesh and blood just like you. Not mystery. Not mystery at all. And yet, the depths and unique created being that each one of us is, is a deep, deep mystery. So because Jesus was here, and one of us, he understood this about people, this not-mystery and mystery combination. He, of course, knew it about himself. He lives in a different mystery than the rest of us do. He's one with God the Father and the Holy Spirit in a relationship that's profoundly mysterious to all of us. But because he came here and lived among us, he knows about the mystery within us as well. So I want to suggest that when Jesus gets to the point in his life where he's around that table, and he breaks the bread and gives them the wine, He's doing this very deliberately because he understands how the means work. He takes the things that are not mystery, bread and wine, the most basic, ordinary, non-mystery things there are, right? For some of us, it's a different food. But for those people, the bread and the wine was the most simple and basic not mystery thing. But then he holds it up and he says, This is my body. He holds up the wine and says, This is my blood shed for you. So he takes these ordinary things, the non mystery things, and tells us that in fact they're deeply imbued with meaning, with mystery, with life, his body. I bring this up today because we're starting next week a little six-week series for families and really for anyone who would like to come at 9.35 in the morning talking about Holy Communion and what's going on with that. And so for the next six weeks, the bulletin cover will not have the usual woodcuts on it. It will have a page out of this little book, Hallelujah, Amen, which is a little guide about the different parts of our worship service and communion. Um, today, it says every time we eat this bread and drink this wine, we become part of Jesus and he becomes part of us. God's family and the church celebrates together. So I just encourage you to, in your own prayer life, to quote whether you come to the little 935 or not, um, to think about what's going on couple of weeks. We'll be singing, um, I think, three times, not every single week, but three of the six weeks at communion, we'll be singing the hymn, Taste and See. That's the name of the program that we're doing um, at 9.35. And we wanted the connection between what we're learning in the chapel at 9.35 to be reflected in mirror.
all of us learn in different ways and taking in information in different ways. Right, that's the commercial. <laughs> but seriously, when you come to the rail, when we come to the rail, to take the ordinary, the ordinary bread, the ordinary wine, the not mystery, we're also taking in the mystery. The mystery that Christ tells us is his body and blood. We become part of him and he is in us. The other thing I want you to remember is the person kneeling next to you, ordinary, not mysterious, maybe you've known forever, also a mystery. A mystery. The question that Jesus leaves us with is that question that he asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? He asks us that all the time. And we have different answers on different days and at different stages in our faith lives and at different stages of our not mystery lives. But he's revealed. He's revealed in this bread and wine. And he's revealed in the people around us. And he's revealed in the world around us. So let's pay attention. More than a prophet. More than a messiah. A great mystery. Amen. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people, praying for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison, 
I ask you prayers for all who seek God, or a deeper knowledge of Him. Pray that they may find and be found by Him. I ask you prayers for the departed, especially for Ken Purser and Sam Julier. Pray for those who have died. God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own name. Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will. Right now, 
Uh, from here on out, our children are in tier school from 10 o'clock, generally until the hand after announcements, but they're back a little early because of that at the end of announcements. We can commission their teachers. Um, and, and we can have an argument with, um, with St. James in that second reading if you want, if Carol Gray would like us to. That reading started with not everyone should be teachers. <laughs> everyone is invited to be teachers. We have a great just a couple of short announcements before we do commissioning. Uh, one is that Carol Burroughs, who is in the choir, so we're standing in the back right now, um, is walking the Alzheimer's walk next weekend. Um, she wrote a note and I should look at it. Um, and she's doing it in honor of Mike Barney, long-time beloved Christianer, has been in the Temple Party, and also in the choir. And if you could either walk with her or support her financially in that endeavor, that would be wonderful. You can find her at coffee hour. Carol, can you just wave at people? There she is. If you um, happen to approach one of her triplet siblings instead of her, they won't mind it. <laughs> they know where to find her. And as the kids continue to come in, uh, teachers that are now here, will you come forward along with Carol Brady?
is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the first day of the week overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opens to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.